Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Dialogue of the Blitz Football Podcast. As always, Chucky and Billy with you and today we're going to give you, going to deliver you an episode on the latest news around the NFL and uh, my personal top 40 running backs in the league or for the upcoming season. So yeah, man, um, got a lot of, lot of good stuff to give you. Billy, say hello, bruv. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> You know yeah, what? I'm, a... I'm actually, I'm really excited for this. It's been a minute, you know. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. Like we're, we're just, yeah, man. It's been too many long pauses between um, episodes, but yeah, like I said, stuff gets in the way, uh, you know, commitments and all that. So, but yeah, we're going to try our best. Promise you, we're going to try our best to get as many episodes continuously as we can. Yeah, um, we'll get we'll get into a rhythm before the season starts for sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's our our first off-season, man. We're still learning. We're still learning all this. Yeah, you know, we kind of got lucky some, you know, maybe lucky is not the right word, but the fact that, you know, at least one of us wasn't working from the majority of the season where it was a lot easier to record. Now everyone's back to work and, you know, Mm. bills have got to be paid and the Euros are on the television. No doubt. Yeah, you know, so we'll get into a rhythm before the season starts, but... Anyway, let's let's get on with the news. I know it happened probably a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah, yeah. Julio. It's a bit late. Yeah. Yeah, man. Julio traded. That's um We knew I it was mean, coming. Yeah, we knew he was gonna be traded. It was just where where he was gonna go. And we got I'm not sure if you got hyped about it. A couple of our Falcons mates texted us and said oh, apparently the Raiders are where he's gonna go. Uh obviously not. I don't know if they were just bantering you. No, probably but it didn't happen. He went to the Titans. I mean, let's let's just get it started on the actual trade. Good trade. Who who won the trade? Falcons, Titans. When you take everything into consideration, contract, uh, you know, the money he was owed, what they got back for him. Who do you reckon wins that trade? Tennessee, hundred percent, bro. Tennessee. What, what he went for? What a second and a late, and they swapped late picks. Second. Something like that. But, yeah. I mean, realistically, fuck the late picks. He went for a second, basically. Yeah, he went for a second. And I think ten. they get a fourth, and then they gave, Tennessee gave um, a sixth or something like that. But Yeah, something like that. But I think, yeah, man, Falcons would be happy with it, I think, because they get out of his contract, right? And that was the biggest, yeah. I think that was the biggest obstacle, you know, um, mm. was that, you know, he needed to go. They needed the right compensation. They wanted a first initially. Which I think mm. anyone that had Julio and the amount of time they've had him and what he can do, a first, you know, I would give a first for him. But problem is, you is can you, hold you, out a little bit after the draft, and then, um, and then you know that first then turns into a, a second. Then yeah, man, why not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The problem is, if you're giving a first for Julio, it's almost like you're giving a first for what you've seen. Yeah. Uh, when you think about first round pick, you get, you know, at least four years, normally five years on that rookie contract. With Julio, you're not getting five years of anything. You're getting what three until he retires, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's not. He's not under salary cap constraints. Not under that rookie salary. He's got to pay the dude. Yeah. So I get why teams were were a little bit apprehensive to give a first, but. You know, I think there's. I'm surprised that some teams didn't just go. Do you know what? We're all in to win this year or next year. Maybe you know, it, it can be difficult when you think about the contract. But teams like the Bills, 
teams like the Ravens who need a wide receiver. You, you put Julio on the Ravens, and all of a sudden you go, they might win the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But it looks like AJ Brown's, you know, uh, social hype. media assault. Yeah, it's hype. trying to get Julio worked. And now, okay, we're both in agreement that Tennessee won that trade. Because at the end of the day, they get the they get the stud, they get Julio, they get you know the man, the myth, the legend. Mm. Julio Jones and AJ Brown is that the best wide receiver duo in football? Now, it's got to be up there, surely. Yeah, yeah, I think it is in terms of like they're both athletic freaks. Um, you know what I mean? Like they can stretch the field. It's Julio yeah. and little Julio. On, on either side of the field, they can stretch it. So, um, yeah, man, I think they're up there, definitely. I'm trying to think off my, off my head, like, who's another good I mean, you've got Cooper. You've got, you've got Cooper and Lamb in, in Dallas. Yeah, you've got and You've got Thielen and Jets in Minnesota. You've got... I'm trying to think who else... I don't, I don't know who else matches them two guys. You know, like, like I hear people saying Diggs and Beasley, and whilst Diggs is fantastic and Beasley's a great underneath slot receiver, then it's not it's not Julio and AJ Brown. Right? Yeah, let's yeah. not get it twisted. Beasley's great. I love Beasley as a Bills fan, but let's not get it twisted. Like, you can't compare him to a Julio Jones um, or an AJ Brown. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see, though. Calvin, Calvin Ridley and Carl Pitts might be close. Yeah, they may be. Or... or... Or D Hop and um, you know, and Green and that, but we we got to see. I got to see more from Green. Like Green, you know, what I mean, he's he's great. Uh, he's has been. He's has been. He has been good in the past, but yeah, I need to That's see more. That's the perfect word for him. Has has been. Has, been. has been. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's done. It's done for AJ Green. Yeah, but I, I I think I think that they've probably got the best wide receiver duo in football. Yeah, probably have. And like I said, they've they probably got. Go on. I was going to say, like I said, with the Falcons, now they can sign all their players and stuff. They've got to be happy with this trade. I, I don't know if happy is the right word. I think they needed to do it from an organisational point of view. Like the, I, I can't imagine they all sat there this off-season and went, yeah, get rid of Julio, it's time to move on. I think they just had to bite the bullet and make a difficult of course, decision. Of course they did. And the fact that, you know... Decisions they made in the, the past. Is, yeah, they, yeah, they fucked up. They fucked up a few years ago. And this is the same... The same issue the Saints are going to have in a year or two's time. They're push, they keep on pushing it down the line. Eventually, it's going to come to the Saints and, you know, all of a sudden, Kamara's going to go for a third, Thomas is going to go for a third, and it's going to be blow it all up and start again because they yeah. just haven't got cap space for the decisions they've made previously. But, you know, when you, when you now look at that Titans offense, you've got Julio, AJ Brown, Derek Henry, obviously. You've got a decent line there. You've got Ryan Tannehill playing, you know, the last couple of years, he's been playing like a top 10 quarterback. Surely, you know, maybe not on the defensive side, but surely on that offensive side, they're Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've, well, they've been close, man. They've, they've got to the postseason in the last uh, two, three years. So, uh, you know, they have to make that step to go one step further, you know, and that's yeah. to the AFC Championship game and then to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. And I, yeah, I think this is a move that you make if you're a contender. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see the Titans. I'm not excited that we've got to play them, but I'm excited to to see the Titans next year. I think they're going to be there or thereabouts when it's you know playoff and Super Bowl talk. Yeah, um, definitely. 
Okay. Now, I want to move on to something that's, you know, been frustrating me as a Bills fan. I don't know if you've seen all the stuff on social media, on Twitter mainly, with Cole Beasley and the whole vaccination stuff. You know, he's, he's dead against it. He's massively anti-vax, doesn't want to get vaccinated. And it seems to really have opinionated people and, and, and caused a split, not only amongst Bills fans, but amongst people that follow the NFL. There seems to be, you know, the guys that go, well, you know, you have to be vaccinated to play. Everybody has to be vaccinated, wear your mask, all that shit. Yeah. And then the guys, you know, which I find myself in the camp of, which is do what you fucking want. Like, if you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, don't. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why it's why it's a, a causing rifts among amongst fan bases and amongst NFL fans and amongst players. What's your thoughts on it? Oh no, the way I'm perceiving the message here is like because because let, let's get it twisted. Like, I haven't been vac- vaccinated myself personally. Mm. You know what I mean? So. And I know a lot of people are going to not, they're not going to be like all up for it and, you know, first in line to get vaccinated. But, you know, I think if you're playing a sport, I think um, they haven't made it a regulation. So therefore, like players aren't inclined to get vaccinated. So it's a personal choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, 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 yeah and that's the thing is you can't like legally, you can't legally force people to be vaccinated. So that's not an issue. That's never going to be an issue. That's not a thing. Mm. So. The NFL can put some guidelines in place. They can say if you're vaccinated, there's these things that you can do. Like you don't have to wear a mask, or whatever else they want yeah. to do. But if the man genuinely believes that for what's best for his health and and the health of his family and his loved ones is to not be vaccinated, I don't see one why anybody should have a problem with that. And two, some of the hate he's getting. Like yeah. I've seen people on Twitter slate the man, and you know me. I don't say things about people that I wouldn't say to their face. And I know you're the same. Mm. People saying things that they would never say to anybody face-to-face, let alone a professional athlete that, you know, listen, if you're a slot receiver, you're tough as a motherfucker. Mm. And you've got people calling him all the names under the sun, calling him an idiot. I don't fucking get it, man. Like, if if you want to be vaccinated and you think that that's for the best and whatever else, then cool, fine. But, you know, if you don't, why is that an issue? If you're vaccinated, you're safe. What's the problem if nobody else is? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, I it think... doesn't stop you passing it on. It doesn't... You know, and you see people saying about the locker room. I've been seeing the Bills fans... That's, Bills, some Bills fans have been saying, cut Cole Beasley. They're fucking mental, mate. Cut, cut, that's, that's cut crazy. Cole Beasley. So what, if Josh Allen says, I ain't getting vaccinated, we're going to cut him too? Yeah, yeah, I know. If, I know. Yeah, that, and then they'll change their tune, 100%. They'll change their tune. Mate, they'll... Well, Alan, Alan hasn't been vaccinated. Now, he hasn't come out uh, like in staunch against this like Beasley has, but he hasn't been vaccinated. Mm. So, so why is there all this hate generated? And there's plenty of athletes that haven't been vaccinated. So why is all this hate directed at one guy? I think it's because... not directed at Alan or LeBron James or guys, other guys that haven't been vaccinated. Because he's an easy target, if you ask me. Mm. Uh, no, I, I also think it's because he's opinionated. Like He's put it out there. He's put it up. When you put it stuff on Twitter, it's up for debate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It always is. And I think because he's done that, it's now looking like, you know, he doesn't care about his health. That's what people are assuming, you know. Um, yeah. Do- yeah, the professional athlete doesn't care about his health. Yeah, exactly. And that he don't crazy. care about other players and stuff like that. But I don't see it like that, man. Like like I said, it's he played, do all, you, he played all last year and not a hitch, not a problem. 
without being vaccinated. So now, you know, like I'm agreeing with you, like, well, what's the issue? Yeah. Like if he's making exactly? it, yeah, if he's making a personal choice about his own health, then how can someone then like get onto him about that? Do you know what I mean? He's making his own choice. You know, if now it's, it's different if the NFL turn around and go, every player has to be vaccinated and he turns around mm-hmm. and goes, no, and then sits out. Do you know what I mean? That's a different conversation. Then that is a different argue. conversation. Yeah. Then you can look at it and say, well, you know, you're harming the team by, by not being there. I mean, this is obviously hypothetical. It would never happen. The NFL, mm-hmm. we've got no legal basis to be able to do that. But then, then I would get the split opinion. Yeah. At the moment, it's 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 a, a vaccine that was released in record time with hardly any of the amount of tests that you would need. Yeah, yeah. Compared Which to which makes people you know, skeptical, bro. Of course, man. When you say to the when you say to the people that develop the drug that they are legally free to that you know they can't be sued for anything that happens because of people taking the drug or anything like that, they've basically just been given legal anonymity. Of course, it's going to make people do this. Now, I don't want to get into, you know, vax, anti-vax, all that shit. Yeah, conspiracies and that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I understand people being sceptical about it. And what I can't understand is when you get someone that's so flat out on either side, someone that's 100% adamant that this is the best thing and that drug companies have never done anything to screw over people before. And then you get the other ones that are like, no, 100%, this is like fucking some lizard people conspiracy shit like either side of them they're both mentals it's that middle ground that you need like i don't understand you've been vaccinated nobody else has to be you're sweet no what's the issue yeah, yeah no i agree well, with you and, and we don't know cole Beasley personally so someone may close to him may have taken it and got on the covid again so he's probably like what's the point yeah you just exactly point? you just you don't, don't know. know you know so, everyone I mean, has their uh, reasons i think so i'll just leave it up to them yeah, that's I agree. We're in agreement. I think it's fair to say that DUTB stands with Cole Beasley on this yeah, on this subject. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But let's move from my team to your team. There was some big news <laughs> in the NFL. Uh, Not, a Raider news. player, a Raider yeah. player, come out, made history. Cole Nassib. Uh, Cole Nassib, yeah, coming out as coming out the closet. Which you know, it's crazy that that's still needed. It's crazy that in 2021, guys have to actually be like, oh, I'm gay. Yeah, I know. You know I mean, like, have you, I've never stood in the room and gone, "Oh, guys, by the way, I'm straight." Yeah, yeah, but you know why it is? I think, and I was thinking about this, and I rate the guy for doing it. Yeah, let me just put that out there straight away. Like, I rate him. Like, I, I, I don't mate, care if he's I a raider any, or not. You know what I mean? I rate any teammate of Richie Cognito coming out. Yeah, because that dude is a straight homophobe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I rate him for one. Um, you know, and. I just think that because football is so typecasted as a macho sport and yeah. like everyone has to be macho and everyone is assumed straight and all of that, yeah. then, you know what I mean? Like, it's like he falls into that category and then everyone's surprised. Like, oh God, like there's NFL, there's gay NFL players. Do you know mm. what I mean? Whereas, nah, man, I think it's a good thing though. Um, because it's not just him. And I think that's what people need to get their heads around is that there are more people out like in the NFL that are gay. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. hundred percent. Just, just on, you know, just by statistics, there's yeah. X amount of people in the NFL, X amount of people out of X amount of people are, 
are gay. Mm. So, that, you know, the likelihood that there is only one gay guy in the NFL is it's, it's bullshit, it's unlikely. Yeah, yeah very yeah. unlikely. You know, and do you know what I've actually really enjoyed is the whole NFL community, you know, whether it be players, teams, uh, fans, just you know, coming out in support for the guy. Yeah. And just yeah, being like, yeah. do you know what? It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't not nobody cares because it's a it's a big brave thing you've done. Yeah. But just coming out in support for the guy and showing that, you know, okay, I know the NFL gets a bit of a bad rap as this sport that's you know played by meatheads, watched by meatheads, but it's nice to see that, that that might not be the case and that that's changing a little bit. Yeah, man. And I think it's the society we live in, like, you know, the um the LGBT um, community, or, um, LGBTQ, actually. Um, I think they've added an I to it now. Really. I've got no idea what it stands for, but anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the community, I think, is so... like they, they have got their message across, like, the world, basically. And, um, mm. you know, and now we live in such a diverse society where everything is kind of, you know, it's accepted and it should be, quite rightly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent, man. No one should 100%. have to go through hardship and and um, and you know discrimination. Prejudice. Yeah, no one should. Yeah, exactly. No one should uh, should be discriminated because of their sexual orientation. No. It's exactly like I know me and you. We both stand with Black Lives Matter. Oh we yeah, hundred percent. Uh, you know, free Palestine is something I feel massively, massively is is massively important. I, I feel strongly about. And there's no reason, like, if you can stand up and say, you know what, Black Lives Matter, Free Palestine, all the rest of it, then you can't just turn a blind eye to mm. to anything else. You know, so you're either about social justice or you're not. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. that that's everything. That's a blanket on, you know, if you believe one person ha- should have rights, you should. Everybody should have rights. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah, definitely. You know, I just, I, I've just loved seeing the way that the NFL community has sort of come together and gone. You know what? You know, fair play. You know, and again, not that we don't care, but it doesn't. This doesn't matter. This doesn't make a difference. You're still, you're still a Raider. You're still an NFL player. You're still a fantastic pass rusher. Doesn't matter. Um, I did want to ask though. There is, there is something niggling in the back of my head about it, and that is, we know that NFL locker rooms, it's like a family, but, and you know, with every family, you're going to get people of differing opinions. We also know that NFL changing rooms and NFL locker rooms tend to be, you know, or at least sex of them tend to be religious. You know, there's there's definitely there's definitely the guys that that uh, love Jesus, Tebow style. Yeah, yeah. How how are they going to be? You know, like I don't know who that sect is on the Raiders, but I'm sure there are guys that uh, are, are super religious and you know pray before every game and, and the, all the rest of it. How is that, you know, do you worry as a Raider fan that that might cause a little bit of division, a little bit of animosity in the changing room between the guys that are, you know, that, that you know, according to the Bible, it's man and wife. Now, I don't agree with that, but, you know, that's what the Bible says. Mm. And I'm pretty sure there's guys in, in the locker room that will agree with that. Mm. Do you worry as a Raider fan that it could cause some problems in the locker room or, or not at nah. all? No, I don't, you know. Um, like, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a very good question from you, actually. But I, I don't worry, no. I think, um, and this is what I think people need to just, you know, need to understand is that everyone is different, right? You've got hugely religious people that are 
that are in support of one particular faith, right? But doesn't mean they can spread their their gospel and you know and their worship and stuff all they can. But then at the same time, you've got you've got to respect every individual for who they are. You know what I mean? And I think that's if you if you're a man of faith, I think that's one step in getting forward in life is you can't just assume that everyone is a certain is, is your your demographic or you know what I mean or or everyone lives by your values like everyone has their own set of values and they you need to accept that as being a good human being I think yeah right yeah, so I agree I, yeah it's, I think it's about being a good that... teammate is accepting people for who they are and you know <laughs> you know you've got some players that are absolute they're scumbags on the field but the nicest person off the field and you know what I mean? And so Jarvis you Landry. accept that. Who? Jarvis Landry. <laughs> but you accept that, that right? You accept that. As they're, 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 they're your guy. That's, that's, he's got the same uniform on, as you. And that's your, you know what I mean? That's your guy. Mm. But yeah, I just think um, it, it won't upset. I think some people may have personal chats with Nasib. Maybe. But I, I, yeah, I, 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 I hope. Don't cream in the shower. Sorry? What's that like saying to don't pre me in the shower? <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know, but um, yeah, no, they might might have their own personal chats with him, and you know, um, and whatever. But I just I just hope anyway, because that's how I would react to the situation, and that yeah, I hope I hope it's a non-issue. I hope it's a non-issue. Yeah, um, and that it doesn't cause you know any yeah, i know that every, yeah i know everybody's come out like i said come out and support for him in recent in recent times since he's since he announced it i just hope that that you know close to the season there's not rumblings that it's caused problems in the change rooms or this player <coughs> richie cognito or that player who's got an issue with it and everyone just gets on and realizes it's fucking 2021 mm. and being gay isn't a sin yeah yeah exactly yeah and you know in a massive group anyway you you're going to get some people that are a bit weird with it you are like you know, yeah, not everyone, sure. not everyone goes forward in unison. Um, yeah, not hundred percent of the time. Do you know what I mean? So you are going to yeah. get the one or two, probably uh, incognito. He might, you know, he might come forward and go like, you know, what I mean, I'm not, I'm not cool with it, whoever. I'm not in yeah. support of it, but he might do that yeah. privately. Um, yeah, and the end of the day, if that's your, if that's something you do believe in for whatever, for religious purposes, or you yeah. brought up that way. Whatever, you know, now it's not right. I don't agree with it, but that you know, that's the way it is. You know, it's a generational thing. Free, freedom I know of speech. Freedom of speech, but as long as it's not hatred, as long as there's no animosity, you know. Okay, I don't, you know, whatever. I just don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know about yeah. it. I'm just going to do my job on the line, blocking. Yeah. You do your job on the defensive end, taking down the quarterback. Yeah. I. I, but I it doesn't need to be. I think that as well. Like you know, if people have problems with it. They're not, they're not directing their their problems or their, you know, in a violent or hatred, hateful way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you ain't got nothing nice to say, keep it to yourself. Exactly. Precisely that, you know. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm hoping people are good teammates and good NFL players if you're not a teammate. Um, and yeah, man, just, just show them my love. Okay. That's, uh, so that's, uh, that's the, the recent, semi-recent, last couple of weeks NFL news. Anything we've not touched on? I think that's it, man. That's it, man. That's... Yeah, I think that's the Julio trade, Cole Beasley not wanting to get jabbed. Yeah, it's been a bit quiet on the NFL front. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so, and because of that, because of that, and because we, you know, we're both, well, I know I am, I'm a Chris Sims fan. 
Um, especially his work with the quarterbacks. I, I think you are. Is that right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he doesn't like Justin Fields, and you do. Yeah. But, so, you know, we looked at it and we went, hang on a minute. It's not fair that NBC get a washed-up quarterback to talk about current quarterbacks. DUTB have got a washed-up running back, and we want him to talk about running backs. You? I didn't know you was a running back. <laughs> I was for one training session. I went, fuck this. <laughs> I'm going, yeah. I'm going defense. Fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah. So we've got Chucky is gonna is gonna run down his top 40 NFL running backs. Okay, so we're gonna do it like Sims does. We're gonna start at 40, we're gonna knock off five a week until we get to I'm assuming Christian McCaffrey, but we will find out. We will find out. So you know, without further ado, Chuck, take the field, introduce, introduce the segment and who is your number 40. Yeah, what's going on? So this, yeah, man, this is our 2021 top 40 running back list. Um, so can I man- just ask, before, before we get started, sorry, sorry, sorry. Are we, is your ranking based on what they did in 2020 or is it based on who you would want as your starting running back in 2021? I'll tell you what, yeah, because I was doing the list and I was like, actually, what am I including rookies this year or not? So I did include the rookies. So, so it's who you want to start. So this is who I think what they'll do in this year going forward. And I and okay. it's, it is a little bit of like what they did last year as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because obviously cool, cool. some players who didn't play as much or got injured did fall a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Quite understandably. But yeah, I, I tried to be as fair as I could to all the all the guys I could think of as well. All right. Okay, but, um, cool. Yeah, like, like I said, like, I think the top 10 were easy, bro. I, I did them in, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, I can it imagine. Was, it was I easy, but the hardest part was this part, like, the, the you know, 30 to 40 range. Yeah. That was the really hard part. Kept chopping and changing, you... taking guys out, putting guys back in. Yeah. I'll tell you what, instead of asking now, we'll get into it. Once you go through yeah. some guys, then I can ask them. I don't know, you know, for full transparency, I don't know anyone on the list. I don't know who's number 40, who's number 20, who's number one. I haven't got a clue. Yeah. This is coming at me. So you're, my reactions are going to be real. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Let's, 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 let's get started, Chuck. Who's your number 40 running back in the NFL? So, yeah, number 40 was Trey Sermon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The rookie. The rookie. Straight yeah, up with the yeah. rookie. Rookie, yeah. Number 40. I think... So what are you expecting from him in San Francisco then? Um... What am I expecting him? I'm, I'm expecting flashes, man. You know what I mean? He's going to be that Jeffrey Wilson kind of guy. Um, you know, he's not going to get a ton of, like, he's not, I don't think he's going to get a lot of touches. That's not how they run it. In, no, in front, they'll it? share it. Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot of running backs on the roster. So, yeah. you know, and with Lance included as well. Like, yeah, that boy can run. It's, it's now turned into, you know, most of it was the top dog in that, in that team, right? But it's now turned into, with Lance there, someone that could actually rush the ball. Um, it's to turn into a bit of a, no one's top dog anymore, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a divide and conquer kind of thing in, in the running backs room. Um, I think, yeah, we're going to see flashes from Trey Sermon, I reckon. I think he's going to get, maybe, he might get three or four touchdowns this year. Um, not a lot. And that's why he's number 40. Like, you know, he's um, 
he's going to build on this year for obviously for next year. So he's someone you expect to jump up your rankings for next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought like I thought like out of the rookies that we've you know we've that have come through the draft, um, Trey Sermon, he's got good upside, and I've seen a lot of people take him in fantasy leagues and all that because they're expecting mm. him to you know they expect him to probably take over the the starting running back spot by the end. Yeah, of the I year. mean he's a big yeah. He's a big physical running back. We saw that at Ohio yeah. State this year. He was definitely impressive for the Buckeyes. I'm looking forward to seeing him this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he's utilised, like we said, in that sort of running back by committee approach that some front have. Um, uh, my, my biggest worry about him personally is can he stay healthy? Can he stay fit? Mm, mm. You know, he struggled to Oklahoma. Um, he struggled to Ohio State as well. But if he can, I definitely think he's a talented runner. Definitely. Yeah. And he's a guy that if he stays healthy, I expect to see a pro- probably quite a big jump from his ranking this year to next yeah. year for, yeah. for you. Okay, Who, who's 39 then? 39. The rookie at 40. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this guy, he dropped for me. He was, uh, last year, he was early 30s, and now he's dropped to the late 30s. Uh, it's your boy, Devin Secretary. Oh, mate, motor. Doing motor yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, oh, I don't know, man. I just think he's going to get similar numbers to probably what... Uh, I think he's gonna. I think Zach Moss is gonna take over. Yeah, I think it's Matt, Zach Moss's backfield. Yeah, I think he's gonna take over. Singletary's gonna get less of the ball, um, so he might he might get what he the production he got this year, but I don't think he will. I think he'll get slightly less. He regressed this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if you think I was being too unfair to him at thirty nine, but no, to be fair, there's a lot so of running all... backs. As much yeah. as you, yeah, there is a lot of running backs to pick from. Um, it was guys. Well, most teams off. have two. Most teams have two serviceable running backs. So straight away you're into the sixties, and you've got to cut that down to forty. Not including the rookies that are coming through. It's it's a difficult job, you know. Like obviously, like we said, Chris Sims was the top forty quarterbacks, but really, you know, there's there's probably twenty five legit NFL quarterbacks, and the rest are kind of they're waiting for somebody to That's come awesome. up in a draft or get a good enough draft position. Running backs is a little bit different. The thing is with Singletary, yeah, Motor's first season in the NFL was good, and we were like, okay, maybe the Bills can build Promise. an offense behind him. I think I think last year showed that he, he's not that guy. He's not big enough to be a three-down running back. He hasn't got that breakaway speed. And you go, okay, if you haven't quite got the NFL size and you haven't quite got the NFL speed and you can't, you know, he doesn't catch the ball as well as you would. Like, for me, he's an NFL backup. A good what, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. an NFL backup. And what I've seen from Singletary is he's, he's not, you give him too much of the ball and he doesn't take advantage of it. So it's like... I just don't think, yeah. yeah I think he's so a little like bit You need to give him less carries for him, to, for him to jump up in the game and, you know, make, make the most out of his carries. You know yeah, what I mean? I so agree. He's, uh, he's, yeah. yeah. Single-digit carry guy. Change of... The thing is, it's even hard to call him a change of pace. That's why we went and got Matt Breeder, because he just hasn't got that change of pace. Him and Zach Moss are quite similar. Except from Zach Moss is a guy that you can go, okay, we need we need a yard. It's third and one. Who are you going to trust to run it out the middle? Zach, well, probably Josh Allen, but mm-hmm. Zach Moss or Devin Singletary, it's going to be the bigger guy. Motor's just too small. So I think 39 is fair. Yeah. I think 39's there. Yeah. So okay, who's um, a who's a 38? 38, I got uh Tony Pollard. I think oh, um Tony Pollard. Yeah, I think you know what? I didn't see where he was this year in terms of over, overall rankings, but I think um I think he's gonna get more of the ball this year, you know. I think mm. that's why I think he was like 45 
in the rankings this year. So he's What's jumped, that in fantasy? No, this is in um, just overall yardage and snaps and, and oh, I see. stuff okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. running back stats. But um, yeah, I think he was 45th. So he's going to jump up now to you know another seven spots. Um, and I think he will get some more of the ball. I think, you know, Texas, um, Texas, um, Dallas, they're going to, you know, they're going to... It's in Texas, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they're going to they're gonna lean on Zeke a lot, but I think they're going to take the ball away from him later in the game as well. Um, it wouldn't where... surprise... Like, we saw oh. Zeke struggle. We saw yeah. Zeke struggle with fumbles last year. And, you know, people have gone, oh, you know, we, the offence had to change because Dak Prescott wasn't there. But why an offence changing means that he can no longer hold on to the ball, I don't understand. I don't understand that logic for a start. If that continues early next season, let's say week one there's a fumble, week two there's a fumble, week three there's a couple of fumbles, or he just, you know, he's not. Is there a scenario you could see the Cowboys going, Zeke, that's... Give Tony the ball. Give, yeah. give Tony the ball. Is it is the situation? I think Tony Pollard's one of them guys. That if he was on the if he was on the Bills, he'd be the starting running back, in my opinion. He's good, man. He's good. Yeah, he he's good. just. I think he's just buried under underneath Zeke, and it's just you know when you think of Dallas, you think of Zeke and Dak. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, he's just been, you know, it's almost like he's been typecast as a backup. And everyone, everyone, when Zeke's out the game, they go, oh, like, because they haven't seen none of Tony Pollard, they're like, oh, yeah, he's not going to be, he's, he's nothing. But then, yeah. you know, he pulled off some sick runs last year. And, you know, he had a re- really good game. Um, yeah, couple, who is it? Who couple did he, games in the, the one game that he started for Zeke in one game and just went crazy, didn't he? He scored, yeah. like, two touchdowns and Zeke had, like, Andrew. fucking 100 yeah. yards. Just went crazy, yeah. And so, I think he's a he's a super talented guy. Um, he, it's like you say, like he's it's just, just wrong team. He's got yeah, yeah, he's got Zeke Elliott in front of him. What can you do? You know, Zeke Elliott yeah. was top five draft pick. Yeah, don't help as well because they obviously yeah. like you know they 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 um, committed financially to Zeke, so it's, it's you can't take touches away from him. But now yeah, he's getting exactly into that. his career, into his contract. Now they can start to you know take touches away from him. So yeah, expect expect good things from Pollard. I think if um, and you can take this as your you know a fantasy outlook kind of thing as well. Um, if you've got him in your fantasy team, I'd say keep him and wait for a couple of games where Zeke you know they they rest him or he gets injured or something. Yeah, um, definitely. I'm a fan of Tony Pollard. Yeah, uh, thirty six for me was thirty six. Forty thirty. Yeah, thirty six. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, was um, James Connor. Oh, I mean, no, no, you're wrong. What 37, to... is it? Yeah, 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 37. Yeah, yeah. Is that James Conner? James Conner, bruv, yeah. 37 is James Conner. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, um, so he's he's on a different team this year, obviously. Yeah, Arizona. I think uh, Chase Edmonds, I think he's shown that he can't do it. Um, not, not, as a, not as a one. Thing. Not as a one. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, James Conner's come in there. Um and I think he's not gonna he's not he's not gonna take it over, you know. I think they're gonna share it quite equally. Um, because as we've known, we've seen as well, he can't do it in Pittsburgh. He couldn't do it in Pittsburgh. So he can't stay healthy. Yeah. And I think like, you know, it's a good spot for him for any running back in Arizona. But you know, Kyler's gonna do Kyler and he's gonna take more, more of the ball. He's gonna keep yeah, on let's rushing. have it right. 
let's have it right. Kyle is the number one running back yeah. on that team. Yeah. Chase Edmonds is who I expect to be the, the guy they run it on early downs. And James Connor's the guy I expect they bring on when they need a yard or they're on the goal line. That's yeah, how yeah. I expect that to work. I might be wrong. Yeah. But that's how I'm looking at it from a fantasy point of view. Yeah. Them guys, <clears throat> them guys are going to get the ball when they're in their own half or in the, in the middle of the field. When you start getting to the, you know, inside the 20-yard red zone area, then running backs ain't going to see the ball. You know what I mean? Especially not in the five, within the five. If it's within the five, Kyler's taking that ball and he's that's, going to try and get into that's the That's Kyler. Yeah, yeah. That's the rollout play. That's, yeah. Yeah, exactly 100%. that. 100%. So, exactly that. But, um, yeah. yeah so, I, James Conner's one of the guys. He had a really good first year. He had a really good rookie year, didn't he, when he came in? I think that was the year that let Bell start out, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he did. And he came in, he did a really good job. But it was behind a good up Pittsburgh O-line. Pittsburgh run the ball well, I mean, pretty much every year, apart from last year. I just wonder about the talent. Is the talent there? I don't know. I don't know if he's any more than a good NFL backup. But mm. then I suppose, you know, everyone that you spoke of, apart from the rookie, is pretty much a good NFL backup. So Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, you know, at this part of my list, we're looking at backups here, let's be honest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, and, the, and Arizona's got two decent backups, if we want yeah, to look at it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean, with, I with Kyler being the RB1 and QB1. Yeah. So, yeah, man, uh, I think I think Pollard is, I think this was where his home was in my list. Okay, so last one, last one of the first, so we get through our first five. Who's the who's the last one for, for this episode? Who's your 36? 36 is Raheem Mostert. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm now I'm a little bit. Are you shocked. starting? I shocked now. Are you? Or are you starting to see yeah, where yeah. where my list is going? No, a little bit shocked at most. I thought most that would be higher. Okay. I get. I mean, yeah. You tell me why it's thirty six. So, like I said, I like San Fran. I like their rush rushing game. And you know, if they had Jimmy G, then yeah, like. If they have Jimmy G throughout the whole year, then I totally like, you know, I missed out. I missed on most of it because I think he's going to get a majority of the share out of all the running backs. Mm. But what worries me about most of it is he's going to miss games through injury, which why is which is why I think a rookie will be in the top 40. You know what I mean? Yeah. But because they've got Trey Lance, and I think they will lean six or seven games in, they're going to lean to Trey Lance taking over that, that QB1 spot, yeah? And he's yeah. going to take up a hell of a lot of the rushing game, just like Kyler does, yeah? Mm. If not more, bruv. Like, if you think, if you totally think about Lance, even the college game that you've seen, he rushes a lot, bruv, and he's a physical rusher, if not more physical than Josh Allen. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's that kind of runner. Exactly. exactly. Like, he he exactly. wants to run over the middle linebacker. Exactly. So, if you've got Lance in, every running back in that team drops down in rankings. Drops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In in yardage, in production, in touches. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you've got Jimmy G in, then they should elevate a little bit more. Um, you know, I'll probably, I'll probably put, if they've got Jimmy G in all year, I'll probably put most up five spots. So yeah, so he'd become a, he'd be in running back one territory. Yeah. In terms of running backs, he'd be in the top thirty-two. Yeah. Okay. 
I see that. I think the thing is with Mostert that, that shocked me is I think he's got a lot more talent than the other four guys yes. on this list. So talent-wise, I think he's really good running back. The, the injuries do worry me. I think he's he's got that game-breaking speed that you mm. you know you know if he gets around the corner, if he gets a few finds the edge or finds a crease, see you That's later. Like he, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's a guy two or three times a season you expect him to house a 70, 80-yard run. Um, so I think on pure talent, I, I think he's definitely higher than 36. But when you break it down like that in terms of the production we can expect from him in 2021 with Lance as his quarterback, it kind of makes sense. Mm. It kind of makes sense because, yeah, you know, it's hard to have two, you know, there's Trey Sermon, Raheem Mostert. I know Jeff Wilson's injured, but he's not going to be out all year. And he will play. But, yeah, he's you know, when he gets fit and healthy, he's, he's going to be playing halfway through the season with a running quarterback as well. It's going to be tough to to have, you know, even one of them guys as a top 30 yeah. in terms of production, not yeah, in yeah. terms of talent. I think, yeah, yeah. I think talent most that's higher than 36, but in yeah. terms of expected production for this year, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he was yeah, around Yeah, this, this, so. this is by no means on on knocking talent or I'm ranking talent. It's not. It's, it's purely yeah. situation and production, yeah. Um, and yeah. kind of what they did last year, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, you got to factor in injuries and all of that. So, um, yeah, that's, okay, that's, that's, this that's, is, my top five. that's my first five well, of the list. First five. So, this is something I'm going to ask you every. So, after we finish five, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. So, out of this group of five, yeah, if you had to pick one of them to completely bust for this year. Okay. Which one would you pick? Which one's going to let you down if there's one of them? If I told you one of these guys falls off a cliff, doesn't do anything this year, who's that guy? I'm thinking... I'm thinking Mostert. I think the only thing that hurts Mostert, if he busts completely, is because he got injured all year. Okay, so it's an injury problem, maybe. It is so injury problem like, yeah. With him, yeah. But James Connor's there, man. James yeah, I know. It's, it's him or Connor, in my in my opinion. Um, the okay. other three and are who, very who's... serviceable. I think they'll be okay. They'll they'll get mid touches, you know, every game. Um, you know, but don't expect hundred or two hundred yards out of them every game. It's not going to happen out of any of and these guys. The, and who's the guy on the list that if I told you at the end of the year in terms of yardage and touchdowns and carries they'd finish top 20 one of these guys who do you reckon it would be which one's got the whole what, I guess what I'm asking is which one's got the lowest floor and which one's got the highest ceiling I guess is what I'm asking yeah um, so lowest floor is you think most of you know what because of injury which is fair enough you know what Trey Sermon you know that's I'll what I was thinking I'll go with the guy on at 40 yeah like yeah. if anyone is going to surprise the hell out of anyone yeah all the pundits is going to be the rookie um, he yeah. could have a James uh, Robinson-like yeah. season where he just takes over. Boom! They they stay with Jimmy yeah. G all year because they're they're in um you know they're in cont- uh, contention to get to the playoffs. You know they completely redshirt Trey Lance all year, and yeah they lean on their best tight end in the in the team. They lean on their the the hot hand at rookie running back, and yeah man, and you you know you got two. Well, you've got to start that wide receiver in Ayuk and, and you know, Debo Samuel, you can't write him off, man. I think he's going to be, it's going to be all right. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah when, you, when you think, you know, if you say, right, well, Kittle's obviously the number one target there. 
number two is probably Ayuk if he can stay healthy. I'm a big fan yeah. of Ayuk. I know you are too. Yeah. You look at Samuel as a wide receiver two and a pass option three. That's that's pretty nice, you know. That's all right, yeah. Wide receiver three or a pass yeah. catcher three, like like Devo Samuel. I think for me, looking at this list, the thing that I think stands out to me is that you've got most Connor and Sermon, who are all guys that and obviously Sermon's not played in the NFL before, but are all three guys that have struggled with injuries, whether it be at college level or in the NFL. You've got Tony Pollard, who I think could have a... I think his, his production or his ceiling floor all depend on Zeke. Yeah. If Zeke gets injured, it all does. of a sudden you might have a top 10 running back in terms of stats. on Zeke's health. If, yeah. Zeke, if we look at Zeke, if we get Zeke from 2019, Pollard's almost irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, he, that, he probably drops out of the top 40. Yeah, they're, they're all guys here that have got... You know, I think realistically, you look at it and you say probably from week one... The only starter is Mostert. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them have all got guys in front of them that, you know, they're not insurmountable. There's no, I mean, apart from Pollard, it's very unlikely he's going to he's gonna jump Zeke. But Connor could easily jump Edmonds. Singletary could easily jump Moss. I don't see it, but he could. Mm. Trey Sermon could easily jump Mostert. Yeah. You know, it only takes an injury and Mostert's had plenty. Yeah, it's, for Sermon, yeah. I, think, I think for Sermon, it will take him to have two or three good games in a row and boom, they'll start looking at him first. Yeah, for sure. It just, I, I don't even think it's good games. It's, you know, if we give him nine touches and he produces, you know, and he turns six of them into positive plays. Or first okay, well, we give him. Yeah, okay, we'll give him 12 next week. Okay, on 12 carries, he turns eight of them into positive plays. And when I mean mm. positive plays, I don't necessarily mean positive yardage. I just mean, you know, you look at the play and you go, well, you know, most of wouldn't have got what he got because he's not big enough or he's not got the vision that, that Sermon's got or whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. the reason being, you get players like that, you're going to give them the ball more. Mm. And like you say, it only takes, only takes Carl Shanahan to go, well, the thing is as well, as you look at Carl Shanahan and that, that outside zone run scheme that he's, he's deployed so successfully, then you start to look at some of the acquisitions in the offseason, some of the draft picks, Trey Lance, um, Sermon, and you go, hang on a minute, these aren't guys that want to get on the outside of one. These are guys that want to run it up your throat. Inside, yeah. Yeah, so you start to think, well, maybe there's a little bit of chance. Maybe Shanahan's looked at the NFL and gone, do you know what? Everyone's stealing my plays. Everyone's stealing my playbook. I'm changing it up on you. Mm. I'm going to start instead. You know, you're going to be defending that counter outside zone. Fuck you, I'm running it up your throat. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me when you look at the, look at the guys they brought in. And if that's the case, if that's what they do, surely Trey Sermon's the option well from you know my experience as a running back when you scheme for the outside usually the inside's wide open anyway so if you've got a guy more than like like more than capable of running to the outside and bouncing it back into the inside boom like you know what I mean you've got first down every every single time you run the ball yeah and you know that's going to be a really when you look at the two trays Lance and Sermon that's a physical backfield as well yeah Two yeah, guys yeah, yeah. that can and will run at you. Yeah. And if you're not prepared to make a tackle, you, you're going to get blown apart. Okay. Well, that's a good start to the list, I think, Chuck. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I didn't expect anything else. You know, I know you know you're running backs. I know you, I know you studied your position. So, good start, I think. Guys, let us know what you think. You know, obviously, this is the start of his top 40. What do you, you think? Any of them guys are too high, maybe? Too low? Let us know. Um, mm. And, yeah, I guess I guess we'll, we'll get into it next week with, what, 35 to 30? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I said, I want to cap it off. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, like we said, we'll, we'll try and get you 
we'll try our best to get you get these out um you know every week if not um you know it would be as as when we can basically so yeah thanks yeah. for sticking with us and thanks for listening uh we'll catch you next week thanks guys Later, ladies guys